we have a lot of fun sports stuff to talk about today, including the prep bowl results and, according, of course, uh, John's most valuable teammate for the week. Uh, we'll talk about winter. We'll talk about a lot of things. But today we do want to talk about Brett Carlson. Uh, I'm going to let John tell his story. This, of course, is Prep Day with John Millay. This is our prep and sports and activities show at TalkNorth.com. So before we get to all the fun stuff, we do want to honor Brett Carlson. Yeah, Jim. Hey, thanks. Good to be good to be on here with you again on the podcast. Uh, Brett Carlson was a friend of mine, and I'm a, I'm one of about ten thousand people who can say that. Um, he, he passed away recently. This, this guy was absolutely unforgettable. You know, he, he was a teacher, a coach, an administrator uh, at, at several high schools around the metro. He's a, he grew up in White Bear Lake. He worked at Apple Valley High School, Champlin Park at White Bear Lake, Lakeville North and North Branch, but but more than job titles. He was he was a great friend. He always smiling, always brought joy. Um Brett was a victim of stage four colon cancer, which he fought for basically two years. He died a few days after his forty fifth birthday uh here in November. Brett was just one of these guys, you know, when I think of Brett, I think of how much fun he had on Twitter. And uh, he loved it. He loved using Twitter. And the last thing he posted on his Twitter account was four days before he died. He was standing outside his front door as student staff and community members from North Branch. They came to the to the to his home, his family's home, just to just to you know share their love with him. You know he was in hospice care at that point. They had signs and cheers and fist bumps. They sang the school song. Uh, I saw several videos from this. Brett stood there and just smiled and 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 just looked like like uh, the happy guy that he was. Uh, Brett Brett was in fact a guest on this podcast in May of yes. 2019. We were talking about an officials recruiting event that he was part of. He he was really into that. Uh, he was director of community education at North Branch, heavily involved in youth and high school activities and did everything he could to recruit officials, make sure kids had great experiences from the from the youngest ages up through high schools. And I, I've been looking over the text messages Brett and I exchanged over the years, and it's no surprise to me that, you know, just about every text he sent, he was saying thank you for something with lots of smile emojis. That's the kind of person he was. And Brett and his wife, Renee, have two daughters, Megan and Sarah. They're going to have a celebration of life on December 17th at North Heights Lutheran Church in Arden Hills. Uh, I've posted Brett's obituary on the MSHSL Facebook page, as well as John's journal at mshsl.org. We're, we're all heartbroken. We send our sympathy and condolences to Brett's family and everyone who knew him. That guy was one of a kind for sure. Yeah, I've been hearing my wife and uh, Renee worked work together and I've been hearing about Brett for a long time. As you said, we've had him on the podcast. I've just heard great things about him and his family. Uh, and we again, we wanted to honor him. Um, and listen, it, it's really important that we, we tell you these stories and it's very awkward to transition from such a sad story to other things. But um, we are going to, we're, we're going to say thank you to Brett for everything he did. And we are going to, we're going to talk about some other stuff and, uh, and some, some happier things right now. Uh, let's, let's start John with the, the prep bowl. 
Yeah, this was phenomenal, Jim. This was this was, I think, the best, most competitive prep bowl weekend that I can remember. And I've been at every prep bowl game over the last, you know, twenty five years or so. That you know, and when you go back to the state semifinals at US Bank Stadium and the prep bowl, there are usually, you know, a couple, a handful of blowouts, maybe running time. We didn't have any of those in in all those games. Every game was close. Every team played well. It was just a wonderful testament to high school football in Minnesota. And the most memorable play, the most memorable moment, as anybody who, who was watching knows, was it's now being called the Minneapolis Miracle, part two, the play that gave New London Spicer the Class 3A state title uh, with a 27-26 win over Dilworth, Glendon, Felton. I'll just briefly sum it up. If you haven't seen the video, go find the video. It's unbelievable. There were four seconds on the clock. New London Spicer uh, was 48 yards from the end zone. I was standing on the DGF sideline and their players and fans, you, you, you know, the, the dynamite was ready to blow. They got to stop one more play. They're going to be state champs. And then, of course, the miracle happened. Uh, a deep pla- deep pass from Blake Schultz is caught by Grant Paffrath at the 17. A, a tackler grabbed him and kind of flipped him around. And then Grant flipped the ball to Bryson Christensen, who ran about the final, I think it was maybe 14 yards into the end zone. It was absolutely nuts because, you know, nobody on either side was expecting this. Uh, The New London players came streaming into the end zone. Their fans were going nuts. And I was on that DGF side of the field and you could hear a pin drop. It was just utter shock. You know, they're one play four seconds away from a state title, their first one. And it all went poof on this absolute miracle. And it wasn't a planned hook and ladder. The kids just just kind of improvised, which makes it even more amazing. Uh, it's been seen all over the country. Uh, Jim Nance and Tony Romo posted a video congratulating the New London Spicer kids. I think their production crew has a, has a connection. Somebody with, with New London uh, ties uh, was behind that, I heard. But as great as that was, uh, equally amazing to me were the comments from Anthony Soderberg. He's the DGF head coach in the inter- interview room afterwards. Uh, he said, quote, it's hard, but it's part of life. You're going to win. You're going to lose sometimes, unquote. And everybody from DGF handled this really, really impressively. And that's that's not easy. And uh, the video of that play is going to be watched and rewatched for a long time. And I'll just sum up the other prep ball games here at Simley made history in Class 4A, won their first football state title with a 34-24 win over Hutchinson. Minnesota beat Springfield 38-21 in Class A. That's Minnesota's eighth football title. In 6A, Maple Grove won its first title. They, they really dominated Rosemount 27-10. In 5A, Elk River won its second state title with a really down-to-the-wire win over Mankato West 29-26. And in nine-man, a cool story here. A Mountain Iron Buell beat Spring Grove 28-25. Mountain Iron Buell had won a state title in football before, but it was 50 years ago, the very first year of football playoffs in Minnesota. And I saw a tweet from a friend of mine up there on the Iron Range who's reporting that the local water plant in Mountain Iron barely produced any water on game day because everybody was at the prep bowl. <laughs> so, and they had a good crowd. It was really fun. The, the, all these games were, were really, really well played and close, competitive. Lots of fun, Jim. 
Uh, and I know you have some stories from behind the scenes. I want to let you know that uh, we have all kinds of stuff at TalkNorth.com. Smalley, Lavelle Neal, Russo, LaPanta, uh, Jeff Diamond, John Millay, Dave Lee, Mike Grimm, outdoor content, variety content, a bunch of hockey shows uh, in addition to Russo's show. So check it all out at TalkNorth.com. Thanks to our sponsors, Minnesota Propane and Pizza Barn in Princeton. We'll tell you more about them in a minute here. But uh, tell me about some of the stuff you get to see behind the scenes at the Prep Bowl. Yeah, Jim, it's really interesting. You know, I don't really do a lot of X's and O's sports writing. I don't really write game stories on John's Journal. I'm more interested in these human-focused stories. And boy, there were a lot of those at the Prep Bowl. Um, History was made when uh, we had a female score points in the prep bowl for the first time. Uh, Brianna Bernardson is the senior at Elk River. She was the goalkeeper and captain of the girls' soccer team, but she kicked for the football team. And she went three for three on extra points. So she puts three points on the board, and, and Elk River wins the state title by three points. I uh, wrote about her a little bit. Another really inspiring kid, Hunter Holland, is a senior from Spring Grove. He, Since he was two years old, he had, he's had a, a nasal condition called, I'm going to try to pronounce this, arteriovenous malformations. This can result in severe nosebleeds, and Hunter's been treated at the Mayo Clinic, you know, most of his life for this. He had a he had a standard procedure in August, and then everything went everything went bad. He uh, started to lose sight in his right eye; blood vessels were bursting. Basically, the doctors told him you're you're basically not going to be able to see out of your right eye. I think there's a five percent vision or something. So this kid's a running back. He, he catches passes basically with, with the vision in one eye. And Cody Moore, the Spring Grove coach, told me it's hard to put into words just what he's dealt with. It's something that teenage kids definitely shouldn't have to deal with. But from day one, since he came back, you'd never guess he had any vis- vision problems at all. He never complains about anything. I wrote about Hunter uh, over the course of the prep ball. And get this, Hunter's now on the basketball team at Spring Grove, and in the spring He'll be on the track and field team. This is a really impressive young man. It was fun to chat with him. A couple of items from Barnesville. They wore a number, the number 65, that stickers on their helmets. And usually that's, when you see that, it's because that's, that's somebody on their team has been going through something. No, number 65 is Tyler Stone, a player from West Central area who died in a car accident in September. Those two schools are rivals are in the same conference. That was a really cool tribute. They put Tyler's number on their helmets. And this was, I didn't see this one coming, Jim. On the bus ride to town the day before they played in the prep bowl, the Barnesville team watched the movie Miracle, the Miracle on Ice movie. And then when they got to their hotel that night, uh, unbeknownst to the boys, a FaceTime chat with Mike Iruzioni had been set up in advance. Somebody somebody in Barnesville, another one of these connections, had a connection with Mike Iruzioni. And uh, Brian Strand, the Barnesville coach, said Iruzioni basically told, told the kids, enjoy the moment. Enjoy these things that are in front of you. So that's pretty cool. Um 40 years ago, so we've had football playoffs for 50 years. 40 years ago, when the Metrodome opened, we that was the year of the first prep bowl. So this was the 40th prep bowl. So in uh, 1982, a young man named Paul Bunning from Belgrade played in the Class C championship game. And now 40 years later, he's, he's an assistant coach at New London Spicer. So he's seen, he's seen a lot in 40 years. I wrote a little bit about him. 
And you talk about multi-sport athletes. For Simley, Gavin Nelson is just punishing running back and tackler. He's a, he's a state wrestling champion. He's going to wrestle for the Gophers, but also a, just a great football player. So in the prep bowl against Hutchinson, Gavin played every play expect, except special teams. This was Friday night. He rushed for 72 yards. He had 10 tackles. The next day, he was at a wrestling tournament in Woodbury, you know, like 12 hours after winning the prep bowl, he's at a wrestling tournament. That's, that's amazing. I don't know. I don't know how you do that, but, uh, but uh, be fun to watch him through the wrestling season now. No doubt about it. Uh, we have a few more topics we want to get to. Want to let you know that uh, Brianne Burnett is our producer. We appreciate her work. Also, want to let you know best way to to listen to this show or any show on the network. Subscribe to your favorite podcast app. It's free. It's the easiest way to listen. Uh, you can subscribe to a bunch of shows, one show, whatever you want. You can always go to talktowork.com and see all the shows. If you uh, are a fan of women's basketball or just good works, December 15th, 7 p.m., Head Flyer Brewing in Northeast, great place to hang out. We're going to do the Cheryl Reeves show in conjunction with Lori Ramsey's Winter Wear Drive. So we're going to do like an hour-long show. You're going to get to see and meet, talk to people like Cheryl Reeve. I'm sure we're going to have some special things set up in conjunction with this. Uh, I'll get you more details as we get closer. But uh, highly recommend coming out December 15th at 7 p.m. And right now, I want to tell you about the sponsor who helps make this show happen. They've been supportive throughout, and that is Jody Stay and Pizza Barn in Princeton. Yeah, you're right, Jim. Uh, great people, Jody and everybody there. They, they do so many great things in the community of Princeton and beyond. Just just this week, one night earlier this week, they held a fundraiser for the Princeton High School SAD Club, S-A-D-D. That stands for Students Against Destructive, Destructive Decisions. They also were part of a neat event called Ladies' Night at Marv's True Value in Princeton. Uh, this event included vendors, giveaways, wine, and, of course, the pizza bar and food truck was there. And this this one just blows me away. The, the pizza bucks served, served concessions at Princeton High School last Saturday for an American Wrestling Federation event in the gym. How much fun did they have uh, with proceeds going to the high school athletic department? The Pizza Barn does so much for so many. We can't thank them enough. And remember, the Pizza Barn in downtown Princeton has a great big menu with everything you'd want for lunch, dinner, in-person, take-and-bake, delivery, catering. And with the holiday shopping season upon us, the Pizza Barn has gift cards that make great stocking stuffers. Again, we can't thank Jody Stay and her crew at the Pizza Barn for everything they do and and, and for being a, a big, big supporter of our podcast. No doubt. Also want to let you know that Minnesota propane, any propane you use, but uh, of course we're here telling you about Minnesota propane. It's environmentally friendly. Think about that. You get to cook, grill, uh, use propane, and it's environmentally friendly. It's such, such as we say in the state, it's such a deal. Uh, it is, it's a great deal. I use propane when I grill out. You should use propane when you grill out. Google Minnesota propane, and you'll find out even more information. But again, it's 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 a win win. You get to use. You know, you get to cook with propane, and you get to feel good about cooking with propane. So check that out. Uh, let's get some updates on the MSHSL from somebody who works for the MSHSL. And I never say <laughs> it. I never. I can never get through it. MSHSL. I did it. There you go, Michizzle, as we say for short. Uh, yeah, the high school league board of directors. They met last week. Not not earth shaking 
items to come out of this. A couple I'll mention. Boys volleyball, which has not been able to get over the hump and become a full high school export. Well, it's going to happen now. The the board basically placed boys volleyball on a track toward achieving full high school league sanctioning in a couple of years. It's a complicated. I'm not going to go into this whole process, but I think it's going to happen. It's not guaranteed, but but the whole thing has been kind of readjusted so so i think it should happen i don't know but uh it's it's on a, it's in a good place the boys volleyball advocates are happy right now and because the twins have a long homestand uh next june the high school baseball state championship games will be played at chs field in st paul home of the saints as you and i know jim a fantastic ballpark um, so that's that's just you know they've those championship games have been at target field traditionally the twins are unbelievably great hosts but the way their schedule is that just it just isn't feasible so i, I think this is probably hopefully a one-year deal will go to chs but yeah that for a backup that's a pretty good choice it's going to be great over there oh no no about it that is a great ballpark and it'll be a little more intimate than target field i'd love target field but uh for the yeah. size of crowd you need at high school stadium that'll that'll work very well it'll be let's fantastic. get to our most valuable teammate yeah, Silas Hansen is a football player at Kingsland High School. He joined the team this fall for the first time. He's a senior. He absorbed information. He studied film. He asked questions. Silas practiced hard every day, knowing his role would not include many minutes, but he cheered for his teammates. He was supportive and never entered or left the practice field without carrying equipment. Congrats to Silas Hansen of Kingsland for being the latest most valuable teammate. And speaking of most valuable teammates, Jim, at the prep bowl, and the state semifinals, these graphics that are on the high school league website of all these kids, they're up on the giant video boards. It's really neat to see uh, they get that kind of recognition. Uh, we do the same thing in the winter tournaments, hockey, basketball at the arenas with those big boards. So congrats to all those kids who are our most valuable teammates. Excellent. And now let's get to our final segment. Uh, once again, thank you for listening. Uh, thanks to Brianne. Uh, you know, my condolences to the Carlson family. And now let's yeah. get to uh, the final segment, which is entitled Winter is Here, because guess yeah, what it is? <laughs> hey, look outside. Winter's here. Winter sports, we are going. And one thing I'm, I'm keeping an eye on throughout the, the winter here, Jim, is shot clocks uh, in boys and girls basketball. They're going to be required a year from now for all varsity games, all classes. But this year, if conferences – if every school in a conference has shot clocks and they want to do this, they can use shot clocks in their conference games. I think there's a handful of conferences doing that. Um, we'll see how that goes. It's kind of a warm-up for a year from now. Speaking of basketball, on Saturday this week, I'll be at Hopkins High School for the annual breakdown tip-off classic for boys basketball teams. The girls' tip-off classic was last Saturday while I was at the prep bowl, so I missed it, I think, for the first time. Uh, so this Saturday, there'll be 16 boys basketball games at Hopkins on two courts. So they always put together a great collection of teams, big schools, small schools, outstate metro breakdown guys do a great job i'm looking forward to, to really kicking off my winter sports season this week and one piece of of fairly significant news about fall sports uh we've talked recently you know after the state cross-country meet down at st olaf and northfield it's a great site it's been there for 30 years it won't be there next year we've just learned 
St. Olaf goes way above and beyond to host this thing. And it's a grind. They've been doing it for 30 years. We went from two classes to three classes. That adds to the grind. So they've very, very politely asked to bow out. And you can't blame them for that. They've done so much for so long. So the hunt is on for a new home for state cross country. Uh, if anybody has any ideas, let me know. Send me a tweet. Send me an email. And I'm not involved in the process, but uh, wherever it ends up, it's going to be a great event. It always is. It's not the site. It's the kids. And uh, we'll see what happens with that, Jim. Well, good. Yeah, good luck with that. And let us know how that goes. I'm also interested in talking more about uh, boys volleyball as that, that news evolves. Uh, for today, thanks very much to John. Thanks to Brianne. Thank you for listening. We really do appreciate it. Remember to support Pizza Barn in Princeton and their food trucks. And remember to use Minnesota propane.